Hello and you're listening to Just Forget About It, a podcast to take you away from the strains of everyday life. My name is Dave and with me today are the greatest minds on the planet, Macan and Oliver. <laughs> I was going to uh, say, who else is on this? Yeah. Well, note I haven't included me in that. And it's no, def, def, definitely not the two that are missing from this episode as well. No, no. Um, not so, high IQ. We haven't got very high IQ generally when, when those guys attend. Yeah, it, it definitely probably goes into the, the low tens or negative, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but We're just I mean, in double figures with us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right now we've got Stephen Hawking and Einstein. Uh, and then <laughs> probably those two are like dumb and dumber. Sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> we can say this because they're not on. So, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, dead fill the background. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, we're in the coffee shop and having a chat. Like if, if it was like a drama, and they'd just be in the background on the table. Well, in this <laughs> this this episode, they're not even going to walk on part. No. <laughs> I, I haven't even asked them to uh, record anything. Yeah. That is because of my bad planning and a bit of mismanagement, really, on my side. Um, so, probably about fifteen minutes before the pod, this episode started. I've actually really started panicking to, to, to decide the scenario. I've got lots of scenarios, but for this amount of people, um, they're not suited. But we're going to give this one a go, and we're going to see how it goes. So here's my question. If you could create a creature of any kind, what would it be like and why? Like a Pokemon. Yeah, Pokemon, a fantasy animal. You could have a, I don't know, a hybrid horse and a dog. For example, as a pet, just 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 anything. So just a, an animal in the natural world, you can create, and it can be you know, be in its own environment, whether it's a jungle or desert or swampland or forest or whatever. Yeah. Can it fly? Does it burrow? Does it stick to walls like a slug or a limpet sort of thing? Could you eat it? Would it hunt? How many eyes has it got? Is it fur? Is it scaly? All that sort. Of thing. And we have the option of not creating anything. Uh, you've got to create something. Something's better than nothing. Oh, goodness. I wouldn't yeah. want to upset the uh, delicate equilibrium of life. Yes, yeah, yeah, so you, you could unbalance yeah, the ecosystem. And perhaps you create an invasive species that decimates an entire population or, um, I, I suppose, yeah, go Can for it. Can bring a creature back that's already been and gone? No. Okay, so it has to be something unique that hasn't happened before. Yes. Well, well, well. I think, well, if I'll go first, I think I'd probably want something that lives in the ocean and I'd want something that makes people a bit afraid of the ocean again. Um, so I'm thinking like a giant shark, like a megalodon, but okay, yep. bigger, probably something that something that eats whales, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and just makes people really afraid to go in the sea. How much? How much bigger than a shark of of now? Well, a megalodon was the size of what a double decker bus. Was it yeah. bigger than? That? It might have been a bit bigger than that. Um, aren't, aren't sharks now like great white something as big as double decker bus already? Oh uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah, maybe. Maybe the megalodon was like the size of two double decker. Buses. Um, but yeah, I, I think my creature would have would be a shark, but it would have the ability to fly like a flying fish, you know, like it, like they, they skim the surface of the water. Okay. So it would be a massive shark, but it would be able to fly across the surface of the ocean as well. 
so you'd be able to see it when you're on a plane going somewhere or something you just see like either a massive shadow in the in the ocean and then everyone would be looking out for them. so would it um would it breach the water at all yeah it'd be like flying fish so do you think something of that size and weight could do that well physics aside <laughs> probably not but uh, the flying fish managed to do it don't they i don't know how they do it they just i don't know how they do it but, but then if you had that shark would it hunt out of water and it would it would hunt only in water probably and it would i think it probably could hunt like it could take ships down and stuff so any ships that are on the ocean would be at risk from it so if you're on the coast, you're fine. Uh, something that big probably wouldn't come too it, yeah. far or too close to a beach or... No, because it would be too shallow for it. Yeah. It would beach itself, literally it beach. beach. But yeah, if you if you venture too far out, you know when you're swimming sometimes and you just like, you, re- you realise that the water's turned pretty cold, right? And you're in the ocean and then you realise that there must be just a massive void below you because you can sense by the water temperature change when you're swimming out, I don't know, when you're more than 30 metres ashore or whatever. But there's a bit of an unsettling feeling when you're out that far. So you kind of, most people turn around and try to get back to shore a bit, a bit sharpish. But <laughs> um, like I was on holiday a couple of years ago and swam out to one of those buoys that you can see out in the sea and thought, okay, I'll make it out to the buoy and then turn around. But by the time I got out to it, it must have been, I don't know how many, you know, I don't know how, how deep the water was below me, but it was certainly very deep. There could have been anything down there. And that's where you'd be in the territory of these things. But if they're taking, if, so you can even have people going on cruise ships and stuff, like going on holidays. No, it would probably, where it would have a risk factor. They wouldn't always attack cruise ships, but I suppose they might. They're big enough to um, do a bit of damage. Cruise ships are massive. Maybe they Maybe they'd steer clear of those. Yeah, they are pretty big. But if you're thinking, saying this thing is a lot bigger than a megalodon, I had a look. A megalodon, I think they think. What the hell? Wow. Massive. So you think this thing is bigger than that, and it flies as well. <laughs> <laughs> it, it'd be knocking into planes. <laughs> Could you imagine if you saw that flying over you? Oh God! <laughs> it doesn't fly like in the sky, though. It would only like. It's just so that people in the sea can see it, right? Because a lot of things in the sea only ever come up to, like, jump <laughs> yeah, in the air. Even then, look how massive in the sea on the water. <laughs> <laughs> what about the, the colour and stuff? Uh, what sort? It, would be, it would be, like, black, blue, blacky blue. Blacky blue. What, like all, white... all, all the same colour all over, black, like, no, black. white, white belly, but black blue from the top so it's not that noticeable if you're looking at it from an aerial view so like um an orca or sorry a killer whale yeah a bit like that yeah so okay. it's a bit bluer okay. a bit blacker oh well you'd want you'd go what like a midnight blue or like a lighter blue a midnight yeah. midnight blue that would look quite uh, scary oh defo yeah and it would yeah it would have a white underbelly and it would just have I don't know how many rows of teeth great whites have. I think it's three three rows of teeth that they have. Um, but yeah, this would have several rows, and it probably it would hunt whales and it would hunt um, um, giant octopus and things like that. Probably. How big a giant octopus? They're not that big, are they? Well, they were. In the, I think there were massive octopuses because there was all those like science fiction. I don't know if they were. 
purely science fiction, but there was like a lot of things like mega octopus versus mega shark, <laughs> wasn't there? Where they'd like fight each other. You spent too much time on a sci-fi channel. <laughs> yeah. yeah, where they weigh, weigh up all the pros and cons and who'd win in a fight. But I know I think it would be cool, and it would be very, um, it would be very, uh, ice, it would be very um, unique to certain areas of the ocean. Maybe like the the Mariana Trench and all like the really deep oceans out there is where this shark would reside. But the shark would come to the surface, wouldn't it? It's flying out of the water. Yeah, it, yeah, it would. Just imagine if you were in a boat and that thing's flying out. Oh, crazy! Imagine how much speed it would gather. Just yeah. you know, you know, like when you when you're diving and you're coming up to the surface, yeah. and they say you have to keep breathing out. You have to. You don't breathe in. Don't take air into your into your lungs. Always expel air while you're heading upward. And I think it's uh, your lungs don't explode. You know? But I think sharks with their gills can just ascend at great speed from a from the pressure at the bottom all the way to the top a shark is a fish isn't it yeah so is yours a fish or is it more like a, a mammal from a dolphin you know whale whale it was it would be a i think it would be a fish mammal <laughs> a fish <mammal. laughs> with wings fish it wouldn't have wings. wings it wouldn't have wings though it'd be like a it would have the flappy bit i don't know how flying fish do it but it would have whatever they have just upscaled whatever like from its tail somehow yeah. Maybe fly. Yeah. Really big dorsal fins. Yeah. When it swooshes it side to side, it kind of... Uh, yeah. yeah. That would be scary though, wouldn't it? Yeah, badly. Just imagine if that thing was coming after you, couldn't even get out of the water to get away from it. No. <laughs> and like, even if you get to a beach and this thing's chasing you, you just... You know, like now, like in all those films you see where the person gets to the water and then they just get out and the thing has to go back to the water yeah. gets too deep. This thing will follow you out onto the beach. Yeah, it would. It would, and and it can roll like a crocodile. You know they do the death. You know they do death rolls. Crocodiles. It will do that, but it will roll back into the sea. So it can actually come out and spend quite a lot of time doing whatever it wants on the beach. Sunbathing and stuff. Sunbathing. Eating parasols from the abandoned beach. Yeah. So how, how does it breathe? Can it breathe outside of the water for a bit as well? If it's like a a mammal fish thing yeah it, it can't overexert itself too much out of the water but it can get a little bit of oxygen into its um into its blood when it's out of the water because you're already um sort of picking out all the weaknesses as well yeah well it it can't it can't like walk around outside of the water it can it can, it could come out and chase its prey onto a beach and then um if it doesn't make it in the first lunge it's probably not going to get it but mm. it could at least roll itself back into the water um, if it needed to, if it came too far out inland. Hmm. Okay, fair enough. Mac, what about you? Um, I think for me, I'd have some sort of, um, like a lion, but it's only, it's, it's, it's like a pocket, like a pocket creep. Actually, that, <laughs> yeah, 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 I'll have two. I'll have two. So that'd be the first one. So it'd be like a, a pocket. You know, like a, I don't know, what's something small that's like, have you seen those monkeys that are really, really small? Uh, marmoset that's the one yes that's the one <laughs> you know how sometimes i think i i don't think it's quite if it's common but like in thailand other countries if it's south america they're from they people some people keep them as pets so you know just a, a line about that side like fit on your hand and stuff keep it as like a like a like a cat like a That'd house cool. cat but it but it doesn't um 
It does have teeth, but not like sharp can kill you. So would it, because uh, the lions live in um, prides, so would you need a few of them? Yeah, yeah, you would actually. That's a good chart. Yeah, you need to keep them. Well, you, you can have you can have just you and the lion, but you realise that sometimes it feels a bit lonely. It's not always, <laughs> like, 100% happy and so You know, you know, you can, like... Like the like the lion doesn't say anything to you, but you just know that something's not right. But whenever you ask, like, but you know deep down something's not right. So that's because the pride isn't there. So I think yeah, you need to keep a couple of them, like three or four. Yeah, well, would they be like just miniature lions? Or would they be different colours? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'd be different colours. Yeah, you can get them in all sorts of colours and spots and stuff as well. So you could get like, and then also they could fly a little bit as well. Okay. Nice. So, yeah, so they can fly around a little bit, but you have to be careful because they're not, you know, they can get away otherwise. So you have to kind of, nah, actually, nah, 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 they can only fly a little bit because that's the thing. If they can get away, that means <laughs> that means that they want to get away and they want to fly free and you're keeping them housed. Actually, nah, yeah, nah, they can only fly a little bit, like about four or five feet. So keep your windows shut. Yeah, yeah, and, and, then, just, and, then, and then they have a pride. And then also you can then, um, you can like get them to do like you can buy like some toys or something, and they can attack. You know, like a little toy that can go around the garden. They can run after the toy and try to hunt it. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't thought about this. I haven't thought about the merchandise that we can attach to this, but but also yeah, you'd get them in loads of different colours. Um, so like black, black, white. Um, like I said, spotted ones. You can get, you can, and you can get them in like pinks and greens as well. Gotta catch them all. <laughs> yeah. You can't have one of each. There was in in a mythological creature called a winged lion, and that that was like it sounds a lion with bird like wings, but I think it never existed. Yeah, I doubt it did. That, that's very insightful, Ollie. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Uh, myth- the clue was in the myth- mythological creature bit, but yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, I'm sure there's some people out there that believe it did. Yeah, always is. Some but look, the, I made a little one today. It's not too much of a menace, but could you imagine a full-size lion if they could fly? Wow, that would be crazy. Because the zoos, you'd still have them in zoos, but yeah, they'd be in big cages. Yeah, they'd have to cage them up, and it don't feel like the best. Well, they cage yeah. them up now, nice, but then they'd have to cage them so they can't fly off as well. Yeah, the prey would have no chance, would it, if they could fly? Well, I think what we're already seeing in the. Um in the real world, is we're seeing a lot of animals evolving very quickly. So I guess you're all familiar with cheetahs. Yeah. Which are one of my favourite animals. Well, they're uh, young cubs. They, when they're born, a lot of them now have this um, white hair on top of them. Yeah. They're typically like a sandy colour, and they yeah, develop their spots and stuff. But when, when they're young, they develop this, they have this white hair on the back. And I believe that's because... They're trying to look like honey badgers. And the one thing sort of people tend to say is you don't mess with badgers, especially don't mess with honey badgers, because they will fight anything. And they're not afraid of anything. Oh, wow. So the cheetahs are, when when they're young, they're looking a bit like honey badgers, so yeah. they're not attacked. Yeah, and I guess if they're hiding in grass or whatever, and you see a little bit of them, they're going to look like honey. Yeah, exactly. It's also, have you, have you seen like that snake, the one that it's, on the end of its tail, it's got like a spider. No, I haven't seen that. Um, oh, I forgot what it's called. It, it really like so. What what it is is the end of the tail really badly looks like a spider, 
and what it does is um, it moves its tail around a little bit, like like, and it looks like the spider's walking. Birds come in to, to get the spider, and then the snake kills them. Oh, does it? Yeah, and and that's another one that's evolved because it's it's those snakes. I think they live high, like high up in like on cliff cliffs and stuff. So obviously they haven't got much access to food. So the way they do it, they they sort of bait the, the birds to fly in to grab the spider, and then they kill them. That's a viper. That's a spider-tailed horned viper. Is that what it's called? Yeah. I saw a documentary about it, and I thought, and that they've evolved to become like that because of their surroundings. Blimey. That's that's crazy. Yeah. So you you might see winged cats and a giants. Uh, what? Ollie, what was your name? What was the name of your animal? Oh, uh, oh, good. That's a tough one. I'd want it to be something a bit shark-related, like uh, maybe a nipper. <laughs> nipper. <laughs> Why would it be a nipper? Because <laughs> it will nip. It will nip you if it gets you. Well, I think that might be more of a um, eat you whole sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Your one would just it's just gonna eat just anything this way. Well, that's why big animals tend to die out, isn't it? Because they just don't have a food, they don't have mm. enough of a food source to sustain them, and that's why, mm. like over over time, it's always the biggest predators that have been least successful. Also, it's hardest for them not to be seen, right? I guess the whole part of it, yeah. all animals evolve. So if something's big, people start to realize how to hide away from it, how not to be. And a big animal can't do that. Everything's coming. That's true. And, and plus, humans will anything that threatens mm. us. We'll send the um, the nuclear bombs in and stuff and do whatever's needed probably to rid the planet of. Yeah, exactly. If you had a shark like that that was killing in boats, things like that, then that, that would have been it out. Yeah, that's the trouble. Because there would be people that want to, you know, go on the water and do their stuff. And yeah. depending on how, you know, now, depending on what year we're talking about, if we're talking about it happening now, these companies would never let their profit interrupt. They uh, definitely yeah. would kill out the predator i suppose the oceans are scary enough place as it is i don't know about you but whenever i go swimming in the ocean you can't see what's below you it's a bit unnerving just your, yeah. if you start thinking about it your mind like puts all the worst possible things yeah. in place like something's about to come up from from there and eat you this, this weekend i went to um this weekend i went to scotland and um I just went to one of the lakes there. It was, it was a massive one, but it was just a lake. And even that, we were on a boat trip. And even that, we were so close to the water. And even that, just looking. And as the further and further we got out, it, and all you could see was water. And all you start thinking is, man, if, and I'm sure there's nothing even in that water. But uh, but I was like, if you go into that, you just the unknown and it looks dark and, and yeah. it was a bit scary. Yeah, it is. I think it's when you go in the sea, it's when that bit of seaweed gets trying to your ankle or something. Yeah. That, that's always a little bit freaky because you don't know jellyfish. what it is. Yeah, exactly, yeah. They're, they're horrible yeah. jellyfish. Have you been stung by one? Yeah, I got stung on that holiday I was describing when I was swimming out to that boy. I was just I was just lying there on my back in the sea, floating around when I was a little bit further back in shore. Um, and, yeah, something brushed my arm and it was a jellyfish. And uh, I just got quickly back into shore just so I didn't know how I was going to react to being stung. And you don't want to be... 10 foot out I've been stung but yeah luckily it was I can't remember what I did I think I got on my I got on my smartphone and I just started googling how to deal with a jellyfish sting and and it and there was all those uh, things of like oh you've got to piss on it and stuff like that <laughs> yeah but I think I think they just said run it under warm water and put um salt or if you had salt or something like that it was something weird um 
But anyway, I just ran did it. You try, did you try let someone piss on it first? Just to see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I didn't. <laughs> but I did run it under one of those showers, you know, those beach yeah, showers that you have. Yeah. I just did that. And then I just basically monitored it and looked at it and thought, oh, well, it's just, uh, it was just nothing, nothing was happening. So I just kind of like left it. And uh, I was flying the next day on the plane the next day. And I, and I think that's when I noticed it had swollen a little bit. Um, my body just reacts to it. That's, that's, well, yeah. Obviously, you survived. Yeah, yeah I did. I'm so now yeah. immune from jellyfish things. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure that's how it works. You had your vaccine. <laughs> jellyfish vaccine. Man yeah. of war. Yeah. Well, why were you going out to the guy guy in the sea? No, there was a boy. You know those floating kind of things that, that mark, I think they mark like certain depths or yeah, they, they're yeah. for ships to say, okay, don't come any further in than this yeah uh yeah it was it was me and my partner i thought okay we'll swim out see who gets there first and um she got there she got there first and um by the time she got there i couldn't stop and turn back you know i had to carry on just to prove i'd gotten to yeah but but you just really feel that the ocean just temperature just plummets when you get to a certain distance out because the more mass of water there is below you the colder the temperature is going to be um and it's just a bit unnerving you know it's the best term it's like those rip ties that carry people out to sea don't they they carry people out quite far yeah you've got a, you've i can't remember the strategy to deal with rip ties is I it think they just, to... yeah just lay on your back basically don't panic don't swim against it. either you can if you're in one either you could try to swim to the side of it horizontal you know, yeah i think it yeah. is you, you swim horizontal till you're out of it don't you and then yeah. you start heading into inland. but but they say if you're really far out or it's a big one that you know you can't swim against like some people say they struggle to swim out of it they tell you to lay on your back and just try to breathe and just relax and just float and a lot of the time they say when it floats you out it might float you like one or two miles out but wow. but you it sometimes it does float you back in because it goes in like a circle so sometimes if you just wait all the way along it might bring you back in as well. oh, wow it just goes yeah. against your instinct though doesn't it if you yeah. if you know that the shore is getting further and further away from you oh, yeah. just lying on your back relaxing it's not not going to be something that no. a lot of people would be able to no because they say lay on your back relax and obviously breathe and then you know try to signal someone and just do that but but it's easy said now sitting at home but yeah. you can imagine that situation what you say you're going to panic and you're going to try and get no. out of it you're not going to trust nature to do its to run no. its course and bring you back in you're just going to yeah. think you're going to get dumped out yeah see and you probably would but exactly. and then what what then what do you do you know you're so far out you can't swim that far back oh that'd be awful yeah then your shark comes along the nipper <laughs> <laughs> and you swim the two miles back which you couldn't do anyway but just imagine in this scenario you do swim it back you feel like you're a hero you get to the beach you just make the first couple of steps you're about to shout to your family and the nipper comes and does the death roll and rolls you back in and then they're like and no one ever sees you ever again and wonders where you are yeah quite but it is it is shocking actually there was something on the news recently when we had the heat wave and it was like a really young, fit guy that everyone thought. He was a boxer and he was like 22 years old, like a really fit young guy. And um, he's messing around with a few friends around um, uh, one of these sort of aqueducts. Uh, it's not an aqueduct, you know, like a field in gravel pit or something where there's like mm. a, see, a, a bit of water in land, but it's like a filled in bit, this man-made. Yeah. And, what was it? 
reservoir. A reservoir, that's it. Yeah, a reservoir. And uh, and he thought, oh, I'll just dive in, right? Because it's like 30 degree day. He thought, I'll just dive in, have a swim. And he did that, dived in, never came back up, never resurfaced. Because wow. his body's natural reaction when it hit, when it when it got the shock of hitting such cold water, um, is to gulp air in. And like literally you go into like a, uh, yeah. you take air into your lungs effectively because you're yeah. in shock. And you're and if you're ten foot under the water when you do that, it doesn't matter how young and fit you are, yeah, your body right. does what your body does, you know. And yeah, that's why a lot of people, system. yeah, you've got too much water in your lungs by the time you've even gone to surface. If you do, yeah, this, I didn't think of that. The, the cold alone can make you gasp. Because uh, people lose the perspective, don't they? They're they're not like I'll put a toe in the water and and yeah. and if you edge out into the water, you're fine because your body's in the shock when your yeah. head's above the water but yeah, when you've just dived in from like from like a hot baking hot day into freezing cold water um people look at the water and they think oh it's so it's so inviting and it's really Ooh. hot so it's going to be lovely they think of it like a big bathtub probably but it's not it takes weeks and months for water to transition its temperature just by a degree or even two degrees but i i think a lot of time people just think that like you just don't think it's going to happen to you. Do you know what I mean? You can't think, I'll yeah. jump in this and I'll jump back out and I'll and I'll kind of, and the water's not going to be me out. I'll be all right, you know. Yeah. And, and you kind of just want to, and people do take the risk and then don't realise actually how, because how, oh, we're not really made for the water. Oh, we, we can swim in it, no. but we're not really made for it. So, you know, it, it just shows once we go in, we can, you can get caught out quite easily. It is people nice. People drown in really shallow water, don't they? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they do. Like paddling pools and things. Yeah, but... yeah. People have people have drowned in baths, paddling pools, everything. So I think if you if you panic in anything, it can drown you. It's like it's like you're saying when you're lying on your back in a in a swimming pool or in the sea or whatever. It's relaxing because you're regulating your breathing, and yeah. if you take if you take a lot of air in, you become very buoyant. <clears throat> if you if you weren't to breathe for a while or you were to expel the air in your oxygen, you start sinking. But when you get the equilibrium right. And you're lying there, taking enough in, and then t- and then breathing out. It regulates everything, and so you're kind of like only suspended on the water surface because of what you're breathing in to your lungs, effectively. Yeah, I get. Yeah, that's right. And then, but it's it's just a bit of the panic. If you can um, convince yourself not to panic and just and relax and do that, you know, it's all right. All right, swimming pool is not hot. hot it's, it's easy to do, but on um, in the sea, if you can. And if you're starting to float quite far out and you can relax, then, then you know, obviously you've done well. But I think most people are panic. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because when you're lying oh. on your back in the sea and you close your eyes, mm. before you know it, you could be you could be a long way from where you entered the sea because, yeah. you know, your towel's over there. But yeah. and, and quite often people, if they don't have someone waiting with their stuff in the sea, they'll they're always worried about someone nicking their phone or their whatever they've left on the shore yeah that um, happens to me when i go on holiday because i leave my stuff on the side <laughs> you have like, your phone and stuff there and sometimes i'm like i hope no one steals it yeah it's tricky though isn't it it's yeah. tricky. I think you are going to be paranoid and uh, i think it just shows you how dangerous not only ollie's animal is but the sea is in general yeah yeah it is i think uh as long as you know what the uh the rescue number is as well. I think that's always useful. The rescue number. Yeah. 
Yeah, but you won't have your phone with you if you're like lying on your back in the seat. They're IP68 no, waterproof some it, phones, but I think if you see someone else in trouble, then you know you mm. can call Coast Guard or whoever needs to be called. Uh, Baywatch. Baywatch, exactly. Yeah. Hasselhoff, Pamela well, Anderson can't well, run. We can, yeah, we can have you running slow motion and stuff. <laughs> uh, we'll stick that on uh, TikTok so everyone can have a, have a little look. Yeah. I think people will love red, that with your red underwear on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have your your wrestling outfit on while you're running, so you would be, oh, <laughs> so be the tripod in your uh, late, latex trunks. Nobody wants to see that. <laughs> I'm sure there's a, there's an audience and market for it somewhere. Oh, there is. Yeah, there always is. Everything <laughs> there is. Yeah. Um. So, sort of discuss both of your at Mac. What do you call your animal? Yeah, that's a good question. Actually, um, legal. I call it legal. <laughs> L-E-G-A-L Yeah, L-E-A No, sorry um, L-E- Yeah, yeah, L-E-A G-L, legal Legal eagle Yeah, that's, yeah. What, that's what it is that's what it... Okay, yeah, I got it now, I understand it <laughs> So if we sort of move on So we've created your fantasy animals So one of the questions Ollie asked earlier Was actually going to be one of my follow-up questions Which I'm going to use now And that is, which animal would you bring back from extinction if you could? So I'm not I'm not thinking about dinosaurs or anything like that from back then. I'm thinking about mammals or birds and the, the sort of the newer sort of uh, life on Earth, so to speak. Anything after the extinction event, 64, 65 million years ago. I got I got one, but I, it's not a real it's not a real animal. So it, it's from a film. Can I okay. have that? <laughs> Is it a Pixar film? It's a gremlin. Uh... It's a gremlin. <laughs> If I could have uh, any animal, I'd always love. You know what? I'd always love to have a little when I watch Gremlins. I always love to have a Gremlin. That would be love that. Is that the? Because that's the one where if he got wet. Yeah, that's a yeah. Mogwai. Well, but right, Gremlins yeah. are what results from. Oh the, right, yeah, yeah. That's what I was going to ask you. What, but what? What was his name again? Or, or uh, Gizmo. Gizmo. Giz- Gizmo. Gizmo. That's it. it was Gizmo. Yeah. So a Gizmo. So not not the evil ones, but the Gizmo. Okay. But they can everything, create evil. Yeah, if you feed it or you get it. Well, nah, I, 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 I will say I'll, I'll make it less. I'll make it a little bit easier because I think getting it wet in this day and age, you know what I mean. So I, I will say if you get it wet, it's fine, but you can't eat after. I still do that. <laughs> so would you have the legal in one pocket and then then the mugwai? Yeah, I just thought about that. That actually means that every pet I want is like a little <laughs> miniature pocket pet. <laughs> I just thought about it. Maybe I just want to have some friends. <laughs> Ollie, animal from extinction. Oh man, I don't really know. Uh, I only know the dinosaur ones. Um, uh, I think... what, mammoth. Yeah, there's there's those sort of things. I th- I thought um, the um, saber toothed tiger would be quite cool. To yeah, have back. Um, but yeah, I don't really. I'm sure there's animals that have gone extinct that that would really benefit us to have them back. Wait, Just... did... The most recent one I can think of, one of the most famous recent ones, is the dodo. It's a weird animal, that. Yeah. It's a mammal, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I thought it was, I don't know, I thought it was a bird. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of the platypus. I'm thinking of the platypus. Double platypus, that is a mammal. That's poisonous yeah. as well. Yeah. It's got so, barb, it's got a, in its feet or its tail. Yeah. So it's like it's, it shouldn't be a mammal, but it is. Yeah, it lays eggs, doesn't it? It does, yeah. Really, really, really. That would be quite cool to bring back, though, to see that in the river and stuff. That, that's not extinct, though. What, the platypus? Yeah, it's not extinct. Oh. 
I'm going to Google it just in case, but I'm pretty sure it's nice. Actually, you're right. The king of weirdos. <laughs> That's the first video that comes up for a platypus. Yeah, it has. Uh, it's one of the few venomous mammals. Males have a spur on the back of their hind feet. It's connected to a venom-secreting gland. The venom is not life-threatening, but it can cause swelling and excruciating pain. Sounds fun. Yeah, I've never encountered one. I've never. I, I don't know where they reside. Is it? Oh, no oh they were um, pretty harmless. Have you seen one? Market... No, but I guess their marketing campaign is <laughs> too aggressive. <laughs> they look harmless, don't they? They look like yeah. a duck crossed with a beaver. Yeah, with... I think that's what it is because of all of that. It looks like a duck, and it looks like and you kind of it's kind of harmless. That Eastern wrong. Australia, that's where they Eastern Australia. <laughs> Yeah, they're not, not extinct. Australia's all. Oh, it's some horrible. The, the, yeah, they got all the weird animals, or like the marsupials, and then yeah. they've got a load of deadly animals as well. Yeah, they are frightening. But yeah, saber-toothed tiger, why not? Yeah, I think that's a good choice. How much bigger I'm... are they than a real tiger? The real tiger than the current tiger? Good shout, I, don't... I thought they were bigger. But, um... Yeah, that's what I thought as well. 70 to 120 centimetres in height. Oh no, that's a that's a regular. Normally with stuff like that, they do a comparison, so they do an overlay of it compared to a current day tiger. But as you see that. No, see, so, I was actually going to say um, a smilodon, which which I think is like a saber toothed tiger. I think it might be like a genus or a sort of species. Smilophon. Smilodon. Yeah, they were saber toothed as well. They had long fangs. Having a look at one now. Let's... Oh yeah. Oh, wow, this is scary. The coat's more one. like a cheetahs or something like that. Trying to see. Yeah, there's not really... They're probably similar size to tigers. I think a tiger's about... Look at the thing I've got. It's 470 kilograms. Whereas a Smilodon could be 420, 400k. Oh. KG. Similar sizes, I yeah. think. But the teeth in them are massive. Yeah, massive. I think they, they had massive teeth, but they couldn't bite very well. They, oh, they used oh, them yeah. more to pierce, I think. Yeah, it's, they're too big, those teeth, the ones you think. So you're right, you, they couldn't really bite with them. Oh, I mean, that I is know. a saber-toothed tiger, though, Smilodon. It's just a, just a Latin name for Smilodon Fatalis. Uh, okay, there we go. So I've learned some, something new then. So you can't pick yeah. that one because I've already picked it. You can't call it a fancy Latin name. <laughs> pick the same uh, creature. I, I, I've given it a proper name. <laughs> I've given it the uh, the common name that's, that's on the action figures. <laughs> yeah. Um... I, I don't know what I'd bring back, to be honest. Um, yeah, I think, like yourself, Ollie, I think a lot of the dinosaurs I'll probably look at bringing back, but I'd also be a bit wary of bringing back dinosaurs. Well, we did our Jurassic Park episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We didn't want to, yeah. Didn't lead to good things. It did not. That was episode two, Dinosaurs. Yes. Um, I don't know. A dire wolf? They're quite big. They're, they're oh. like, they're extinct. Are they actually real animals? Are they not? They're not out of a Game of Thrones. Yeah, no, it's one of the most famous prehistoric carnivals in North America, along with its <laughs> extinct competitor, the Smilodon. So they what, were actually. What, what was the one you said, Oddie? Sorry. Uh, say uh, what? A dire wolf. Yeah, I like Dave. I thought that was fiction. It's a Game of Thrones. That's it is where... actually they they taught us to uh um to basically <clears throat> excuse me to ignore reality of life and uh, step into fantasy with all these animals. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I'll go with a... I'm going to stick with you, Ollie. I'll go for a saber-toothed tiger. So I think they look really cool. I like cats. What's more to say, really? Well, what would, what animal would you um, create, Dave? What I create? Yeah. Uh, I, I've always liked the idea of flying monkeys. 
But after sort of wizardly offs, kind of scared the shit out of me a little bit. Um, is that I know they can be vicious. Well, some can be incredibly vicious, and uh, they're already very powerful, like baboons and orangutans. So where sort of reality doesn't sort of mix with fantasy is Jungle Book. Because you're not going to have a dancing bear or, or a orangutan singing about. They're going to try and eat your arm off. Yeah. I would go for. What would I go for? I'd actually go for a flying cat as well. But I'd go for a bigger flying cat. Probably like a winged lion, I think. So, well, you got your one little pocket size, Mac. Mine's a full full size lion who can, yeah, can fly and stuff and do what it needs to do to survive. How far? How far could it fly? Just like a bird? Or... Uh, I think because of the, the size, I think they're, they're fairly heavy. I'll say not for maybe 1k and it gets a bit tired and stuff. Um, and I'd probably call it a flying. <laughs> That'd be original. scary bizarre, isn't it? Lion. Well, I think even if you look at those sort of animals on their own without any of the enhancements that you give them, they're scary enough as it is. Mm. I mean, I think I watched a YouTube video the other day of one lion taking on about 20 hyenas. Uh, actually, at that point, the hyenas were winning. But then the lion's mate came along so it's about 2v20 and hyenas scarpered. Hyenas aren't that small and they've got a really, they've got a really powerful bite. I think it's more powerful than lions. Yeah. But I think because of their lion's power and, you know, sheer size, they just don't want to mess with it, which I mm. don't blame them at all. So nature is amazing, um, but I wouldn't want to mess with a, a lion or a big cat. I'll end up uh, dead or curled up on the floor crying. Yeah, most probably both. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. The yeah, thing is, you um, couldn't even sit. You couldn't even sit outside and relax with something like that flying about, because because mm. you can't just have a like snooze in the sun in your lounger, because yeah. you might get eaten by a lion that's going to fly into your garden and bite your yeah. throat. So what we've established is we can't go on a cruise because there's something lurking in the water now. You can't be on land. You can't be on land. So humanity is screwed. Yeah, pretty much. It's already hard enough as it is. There's a lot of flying things about that threaten um, young people. You know, little toddlers and things can get can get taken up by um, certain flying things, can't they? Yeah, I think the yeah a few birds have been known to snatch up some toddlers or dogs and pets and stuff. Or attempt to, yeah. Maybe they don't always succeed, but yeah, hawk. I don't know what what the large sort of predatory birds are, but yeah, they can be pretty intimidating. So I guess I guess the moral is we stay indoors and we we'll keep the windows shut and we just have um, a legal and a mogwai as our pets mogwai um, would be good i think a mogwai would be really good to have as a pet because they've got I, little feet that they can walk around on two feet as well can't they because in, yeah. in the film you don't really see it because they couldn't because they the thing's always got like a hand underneath it making it because it's a puppet probably um whereas when when they do the little scurrying scenes of the mogwai it's always like um looks really funny cgi wasn't a thing back then i just dragged it along with a bit of string probably (laughs) (laughs) so there we go so we today we've delivered uh fantasy animals animals would like to see uh return from extinction we've given public service announcements about what to do in the sea yeah basically don't panic do fact check that though don't don't take it as gospel what we've said. <laughs> yeah, don't you lying on your back in a riptide, expecting yeah. to be brought back? And like, that's the worst thing you could do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think stay alert, stay safe, stay out of danger. Yeah, It'll be fine. Will the house please come to order?
Will the honorable member please rise? We're sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time.